0: happening guys thanks for joining us again in another installment of the Use guys in that podcast as you've noticed uh brian is not here he has gone to find christ in the wilderness in the wild he's like moses who goes out for 40 days and 40 nights into you know the the wilderness and maybe he'll come back (laughs) with the tablets or maybe he'll come back with some really wild stories he allegedly is not having his phone on i have not tried it nor will i because i got to take the man at his word (laughs) <laughs> so, if he comes back with a great big bushy beard that's got streaks of gray in it, he's climbed Sinai and come back with the book that he is trying to write, which we will cover in great detail. But Brian's gone. He went to look for Christ, just in case you're wondering. Quick shout out to our sponsor, gorsenexus.com. Website listing for those who are free thinkers that offer loads of products from seeds to ebooks, publishing, custom knives, coffee, crypto, and more. Please check out our friends at gorsenexus.com. So today uh, we have the esteemed pleasure of uh, my friend, uh, 3D printer enthusiast Kennedy joining us, who is also a founding member of the Dinner of the Month Club, which I talked to you fuckers about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had a great time at an Italian place not too far from here. I rated the salad bar at a solid seven point. What was it? A 7.4? I gave it.
1: it I believe it was 7.4. 7.4
0: rating. 7.4 rating. Uh, great place, great garlic bread, great everything. Kennedy, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on, I appreciate it.
0: So my question to you is this, how did you get into 3D printing? What interested you about 3D printing? What machine did you get? And um, what projects have you tackled and what projects do you look forward to tackling?
1: So 3D printing has always been something that I've wanted to get into. Uh, but it was always that price, uh, curve that was always there, you know, kind of stopping me with the price of things. Um, one of my friends had a 3d printer that his dad got for work and we were able to play around with that for a little bit. Um, but finally one came up for sale and my girlfriend was nice enough to get it for me as a anniversary gift. So I was able to hop right into there. Um, but there is the main reason that I wanted to get into it is that there is a project for Anything that you want to do, you can find something that relates to it. And so that was just something that I found interesting. Um, I ended up getting the Ender 3 Pro, which is one of the baseline entry-level 3D printers that will still give you good quality results. Um, It runs, I think, off sale for $299, and you can sometimes find sales online where it drops down to $150 or even $100.
0: All right, excellent. Um, What have you printed thus far? And um, what do you look forward to printing in the future?
1: So, so far I have printed a bunch of just small little knickknacks, such as uh, some Star Wars logos from different things in the movie, uh, a little boat that I made for my father. And uh, the biggest project I've done so far was I uh, made a 3D printed electric violin. Uh, that came from uh, the plans of a couple different people um, that made it. Uh, I found it on uh, Thingiverse, which is like a repository for 3D printing projects that people want to share. Uh, You can tip the person if you'd like, but most of the time, it's all free to anybody that wants to use it. And my next big project that I'm looking to tackle is making an actual acoustic violin instead. So no need for the electric pickups, just, the violin itself so
2: that's really cool
0: yeah I, I agree I can't wait to see like the, he had I think he has a video of him using the violin like with the strings and everything like he, yeah and I he can
1: send it. a link if, to that if you want to put that in like the description or something
0: oh I'd be glad to see, so that'd be fantastic now yeah. let me, let me ask you this how long did it take first of all how do you calibrate your machine and then how long did it take for that particular build
1: So with the machine calibration, uh, I am no expert. I just kind of roll with what I've been doing. Um, There are plenty of other videos out there I would recommend somebody watching if they wanted to get into it on how to do it properly. I am in no way gonna say how to properly do it. Um, But the easiest way is you have to level your bed and then play around with some prints. Um, The best print to do is called Boaty and it's a little boat that it prints. Uh, It's probably about the size of uh, a, like a soda can almost. Um, And when you print it, it will, people online will give you ideas of how to fix the print. Uh, It's meant to be a very difficult print for a printer and uh, just because it has small parts and things like that. And so they add that and then you can upload your picture online and people will give you corrections telling you your heat needs to go up or down. Uh, Maybe add some more bed adhesion using like a glue stick. Um, slow down your speed. Uh, Once you find the correct, you know, settings for your printer and your atmosphere, because things like humidity do affect it, Mm. uh, you can just leave it running and not have to spend time babysitting it. Um, For the violin, for instance, it took probably close to 30 hours of print time and about an hour of construction once everything was printed. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and stare at it for 30 hours no Um, no of course not so so having the ability to just walk away was the nice part uh if it was something more involved like woodworking i wouldn't mind doing it but just sitting there watching it go back and forth it's mesmerizing for about the the first hour and then it repeats itself (laughs) for another 20 it's like a washing machine you want to watch it the first time it goes, you get it but yeah after that it's you're good you know what it does
0: that yeah. seems like a, an incredibly long build, but at the same time, so like a question that I had, and I think we kind of briefly discussed it before, but for the audience, let's say I get myself a 3D printer, and I'm concerned about any kind of fire hazards because you're, you're dealing with something that has, you know, a hot ejector or what have you. Yes. Kind of like, do do does the amateur, the, does the first time uh, 3D printer enthusiast need to worry about any kind of fire hazards? Mm-hmm. Are there safety mechanisms built into the? Uh, the uh, ender three that prevent anything from happening like that
1: so with any electronic you have a fire hazard uh but i've never seen or heard about somebody's house burning down from it uh my dad runs a laser engraver down in our house that just heats up hot uh nitrogen or not nitrogen sorry hydrogen and burns wood and we've never had an issue with even that Uh, but there are safety mechanisms um it can only allow your uh, extruder which is the part that heats up the plastic to heat up to a certain level uh, so you don't have to worry about it burning down anything or overheating to the point where it will destroy something. Okay. Uh, and if if let's say your 3D print goes bad uh, it's just going to hit something uh, that it already printed and it will stop itself from doing so. Uh, like It will stop itself after it hits it. Um, your print will be ruined but in the end of the day, it was like $0.20 cents worth of PLA. So you can just toss it to the side and Fair learn enough. from your mistakes.
0: Fair enough. Uh, how about this? So you mentioned PLA, which is great because I wanted to mm-hmm. jump into that next. Would you be able to describe uh, – like um, what what is the difference? So for somebody who's a complete novice, could you yeah. describe the difference in PLAs?
1: Yeah, so – uh PLA is the type of plastic that is used uh, I believe it's polylactic acid is the type of plastic and it is used to as a very beginner plastic um there's many of different other types uh including ABS which is going to be a little bit stronger uh it has a little bit more flexibility to it um but people have started making uh different plastics that are blends of different things, such as like wood pulp. So you get like a wood look to it. Uh, Carbon fiber filaments have been added. Um, People have even added uh, small amounts of graphite to make it um, electroconductive. So anything that you can pretty much keep in a stable form uh, that the spool comes in, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: uh, it's 1.75 millimeters for most 3D printers. If you can make a spool that feeds into that, And it can melt at, you know, 220 degrees Celsius, roughly. Pretty much anything can go through the 3D printer. And that's why you're starting to see things such as like 3D printed food uh, starting to come around. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. All right. So now that you have a couple of these projects knocked out and one that you're about to tackle, is there anything in the future that you're looking to get into uh, is there like is like the is there a Mount Everest of projects that you would like to tackle something that you you think is you know really tough to do but is possible?
1: Uh, yeah, the biggest thing that I'm looking to tackle right now, um, a company just came out with an open source project for the spot robot from Boston Dynamics. Um, and that I think would be something really cool to do. Uh, the biggest leap there is it's gonna take not only three d printing knowledge but also, electronic knowledge and the knowledge of other things such as that. So learning how to wire things and understanding physics to a small degree, uh, in order to make it so it works well enough to show off. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Excellent. Uh, one of your other interests, uh, or hobbies or, you know, uh, passions I know is fire. Money sinks. <laughs> I know that you're a firearms enthusiast. Um, yes. Well, we're not going to uh, say what or if you own any, but um, are there any new firearms on the market now that you are really stoked about that you think are very cool that you would like to uh, to shoot your uh, sometime at the range?
1: I mean, full autos would be awesome. I've never actually had sure. the opportunity <laughs> to shoot something like that. But uh, in terms of, like, new releases, um, kel just launched their PS50 or P50, um, which is a kind of like a P90 clone uh, that shoots 5x7, um, so 5 7 ammo, uh, and it holds a whopping 51 rounds. So I am very excited uh, to see one of those. Um, I think it looks like a little stapler. The top uh, frame of it pops open and you slap the magazine in there. Um, I just enjoy interesting firearms that a lot of people might not go to as like a classic home defense or self-defense mm-hmm. firearm uh might not have as much of a practical use but in the end of the day it's fun to have sure I and mean, i have practical use firearms and i believe in them they're a good thing to have but at the same time i want weird things in my collection
0: so <laughs> what's the weirdest one that you have in your collection if you if, if you haven't lost yeah. it already in a tragic boating accident
1: well i don't think anybody's going to be offended by it it's a single shot nine millimeter uh, pistol that you have to screw the barrel on and off of in order yeah. to uh, fire so uh, you have to sc- unscrew the barrel then you can slide the magazine or the bullet in sorry uh, screw it back on and then right you can on. fire it so holds a whopping one round so
0: one round well i mean one round they dropped guns like that into uh, france during the second world the War. the liberator yeah good luck to yeah. you you gotta it get was, it right yeah yeah <laughs> So let me ask you this, um, in your experience uh, being around the range, what are some horror stories, if you can share no names, please, of how (laughs) stupid the general public can be when handling a firearm?
1: So it's not necessarily just general public. A lot of times you see issues with firearms not coming from new people uh, because they have a, a fear of them that cannot. Necessarily be a bad fear, but it's more of just they haven't gained the respect yet for a firearm. Uh, A lot of times the issues come from actually people that are very experienced with firearms and they get complacent. Um, The scariest things that happen to me while working on the range or just working in a gun shop in general is uh, people coming in saying a gun is unloaded and they're waving it around the store you know, handing it to you, but when they hand it to you, the barrel's pointed right at you, and sure enough, you grab it from them, and your first instinct is to clear it, or at least that's how you should have it, and sure enough, you go to clear the firearm, and a round goes, you know, flying across the floor. (sighs) So that's my my least favorite thing out of it all. Um,
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like that either.
1: Yeah, uh, boyfriends or husbands being a little bit too cocky with their knowledge. Um, it's not bad to help people, but when your knowledge isn't as good as it should be, you should try to avoid it. Uh, we had a young lady that came in with her boyfriend shooting a Mossberg 590, which is, uh, it's classified as an, any other weapon. It is a shotgun that overall length is probably 16 inches. Um, I not the best with barrel lengths or anything like that. Um, but basically the whole point of it is it's short and. You don't use it for aiming down sight. You hip fire it in right. a self defense situation. There's mm-hmm. really no other practical use for it. Sure. Uh, and he did not explain this to her. And so she holds it up, trying to look down the beads. Oh, it pops no. right in the nose. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. It was, yeah. <laughs> and she comes over to me holding her hand and pulls it away. And there's just blood streaming down oh. it. And I'm like, you, you should have told her not to shoot it like that. He's like, Well, I didn't know. I thought she knew. I'm like, is this her first time at the range? Yeah. <laughs> well, you should have, you know, uh, given a little bit of explanation. Um, But overall, the <laughs> biggest thing is just flagging people. And then you'll see it all the time. A new shooter, they'll shoot the firearm for the first time, hit right in the dead center of the bullseye out of just sheer luck. And they'll get excited and turn around and they'll be like, did you see that? Oh, and my God. The whole entire range behind them. But, you know. Other I watched, than that, it's been okay.
2: I watched a video the other day where this guy was shooting at range and um, he was in there by himself, which was a good thing because, <laughs> uh, you know, the hot brass went back, you know, came up mm-hmm. down the back of his shirt and he's like, ah, oh, trying to, you know, get it out. And he actually shoots himself because he had a, a sympathetic, you know, trigger pull or whatever they call mm-hmm. that. Isn't it sympathetic trigger pull? Like, uh, he, like simul- to...
1: simultaneous or something yeah, it's
2: something like that. And yeah. he shot himself in the cheek and it went out the other side yep. of his other cheek, which was good that he didn't, you know, die or yes. anything. What about
1: his teeth? Uh so know. that oh, was actually God. nearer us.
2: Oh, was it? Oh no yes. kidding. Yes.
1: yes, that was yeah. Um it was he got very lucky, it bounced off the roof of his mouth actually, the rounded. I have oh, no wow. idea how how Holy it happened. Shit. Uh, the roof of his mouth got hit and it bounced back down and out. So it ricocheted off the roof of his mouth.
0: Yep. Holy shit. He should no play idea. the lottery.
1: That, yes.
0: My yes. goodness. That's that. That's terrifying. You know, that's funny that you mentioned that, man. Like when I took my son shooting, and uh, this is before uh, one of the many tragic decisions I have had to try to master the sea and uh, unfortunately lost everything I had. I've, I've, I've you know. I'm always taking chances, Kennedy. I'm always getting oh, out there course. and uh, challenging Mother Nature, and I lose the duel, but I sack up every single time. I get a Well Why tell firearm, you not to out go
1: there. out when it's storming?
0: I know you have, and you're a big safety guy, and I'm yeah. just a reckless individual with. It's okay. Uh, I, I I throw caution to the wind, sir, and I and I take to the mighty shores of Lake Erie, and uh, uh, and I get out there and I lose the fight. I keep my life, which means I can always buy another one. But whatever I had before is gone for forever. It's down at the bottom. Of course. You know.
3: Gets on his boat. Gets out his AK. Queues up deal of the fates. (laughs) Waits for the storm to come in. Yeah.
1: Believe it or not, the waves do not respond when you shoot them. Doesn't matter how big. I found this out. I did. Yeah. Yeah, 7.62 by 39 isn't big enough. You should invest in a 50 BMG. I heard that might help.
0: I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the list. Mm. But, you know, the thing is, is like my kid. I took my son who's now. A man. Uh, I took him when he was six for the first time to go shooting at uh, a range, and the first uh, two weapons that he shot was a Walther P22 because, and you only as, as a parent you put one round in the magazine. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with one, and you stand behind them, and you you know you got the you know the headgear on to make sure that you know, you don't know, blow out your ears, and that's just good you know. It's has good safety for your ears, put the eyes on and talk to him about how to squeeze the trigger, how to aim. And the second weapon he shot was um, an AR-15, which, once again, I put one round in at a time. And um, when I take my son to the range now, his trigger discipline is better than most men my age and older. And yes. I'm not talking about some guy who stormed the beaches at Normandy that you're never going to say anything to because you're like, this guy, Lee Malloy's he's crazy. But i'm talking about like men like you know they have nascar t-shirts on and uh you know that uh, have you know some chewing you know nice nice fat dip in there maybe a horseshoe action going on a little wintergreen action got the nice jeff gordon shirt on and they turn around like you know for those of you that are not uh using the uh, watching the video they got their finger on the trigger and they're like hey honey and they turn around with the gun my father does that all the time He'll shoot the target, and he'll turn to look at me, and I have to push his hand forward be like, hey, hey, finger on the trigger, finger on the trigger, and he can't hear me anyway. It doesn't matter, but I just try to (laughs) – I push his hand forward so, like, when that round gets discharged, it's down at the backstop and not in my spine or in my throat or that guy in his – in you know, hitting the roof of his mouth because I won't have that luck. It'll hit me and it'll go out out the back end, and I'll just be a fucking vegetable. I won't even have the decency to die because that's my luck. Um, so you know, range etiquette is 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 a huge deal, and I think you could tell a lot about an individual who uh, you know goes up there. My favorite is like the, the bench where somebody's fucking loading up like a thirty round mag. And they, they pull that, they put, they push that son of a bitch in there. They load the mag in there and they pull, they pull it back and, and just let it go. And you can Mm -hmm. hear it behind you. And it's like, (sighs) you're not supposed to do that here. Like you're supposed to do that when the weapon is pointed towards the target, (laughs) not at our fucking backs. (laughs) So
1: that's our range policy is you don't have a (laughs) firearm outside of the stall to prevent things like that um, because people just don't think. Uh, when it comes to that because right now you're walking around with a loaded weapon uh, but yeah. yeah with along with the kid thing we have a lot of young kids that come in and shoot at the range and I have never once seen a child that has done something wrong most of the time the parents that are bringing their children to the range are doing it because they've already had talks with them and things like that sure um and so I've agree there are plenty of kids that are out there that have way better range discipline than 60, 70-year-old men that say they've been shooting for 50-plus years.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. it happens all the time. So let me me pick your brain on this one, okay? So uh, you're an Eagle Scout. Yes. You have experience in the out-of-doors, as it were, and you have experience handling firearms. I'm going to put you on the spot. This is not a gotcha, but I really want to know what you come up with. I give you three slots to fill for apocalypse weapons. We did an episode, "Angel, if you recall Guns for the Apocalypse.", yes, where we I went do through recall. a list. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know your top three. Now, before you ask what environment you're in, because most people will ask that, "Am I in Montana? Am I in New York City? If you're in New York City, you're dead, because there are no guns because they, you know, they're <laughs> not allowed to be there. Uh, the, the, the cops and the criminals, that's all you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: mean, if you're in the, uh, the, the country of New York City, you'd be OK. Like the country parts
2: you mean the state the Whole, f-
1: well i mean like the like living yeah. out in the country like central okay. park yeah <laughs> there's god <laughs> being there's in the, the city of new york yeah. but being yeah, in no, the he, like god's he, country like a, like a, rural uh, areas that's yeah. the word i'm looking for yeah, like, okay yeah no I, I know that new york <laughs> is not a country <laughs> upstate
0: upstate we're upstate new york we got listeners in new york too and they're wonderful people upstate yeah. uh, wonderful people upstate mm-hmm. it's just that they're uh ruled so by for them authoritarian scum of the earth um but anyway i digress so you have you're you you're from wherever you're from which we will not disclose but you are in the northern ohio area right now mm-hmm. the, the, the apocalypse happens now you're left here you have three guns to pick think about it like you're uh you know you're in a role-playing game and you've got um like it's red dead redemption right you've only got three spots to fill on on the saddle on your horse which guns are you taking and why?
1: Alright. So I would pick a reliable twenty-two rifle. Uh it would probably be an MP fifteen twenty-two just because it runs like a beast. I mean, there is just nothing wrong with that thing. Once you get that sighted in all day, um, that'd be my first one. All right. Uh, not only is it good for small game hunting, but any apocalypse that I care about is going to be a zombie apocalypse. So
0: outstanding.
1: Yeah. Once the, the rotting flesh starts to decay a little bit, it's going to work great. (laughs) Uh, And the number of 22 rounds that are out there is just ridiculous. I mean, I have customers that have told me they have upwards of like 90,000 rounds of just 22. So, you know, that's great. We go visit their places. You know, we can find plenty of 22. Excellent. Um, I would pick a, a larger caliber rifle then. Uh, that would be probably a five, five, six or two, two, three, maybe, uh, an AK if, but yeah, it would probably be a, a standard AR. Uh, if I really got any choice in the world, it'd probably be a Daniel defense, just another reliable firearm, usually very well-made lightweight. Okay. Um, and then I would choose a pistol. Uh, right now my go-to pistol is a three, six, five XL from SIG, lovely pistol, Um, being in nine millimeter, all those three calibers being two, two, three, five, five, six, nine millimeter and 22 Mm -hmm. extremely popular in America. Uh, so I could find most of those calibers pretty easily out in the wild and, uh, yeah, so I'd go with those three. Yeah, that was, I was yeah. curious
0: about your choice of the uh, AR-15 over the Kalashnikov, and I figured it might come down to ammo availability and magazine. Ammo availability,
1: availability. but also uh, range, uh, distance-wise. Oh, really? Uh, you can reach out and tickle somebody a little bit more uh, with a 5.56 than you could with a 762 by 39
0: Is it because the ballistic, with, with regard to ballistics, is it because the 762 39 is a heavier round?
1: it is just a fat boy going through the air. So it's going to drop faster. That's the physics
0: behind it. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. And accuracy wise, I mean, I don't know the ballistics off the top of my head, but I know like 200 yards with an AK is usually stretching it. Um, ARs, you get a nice built AR. I mean, there's people that are out there hitting thousand yard shots. No big deal. So
0: it's phenomenal, isn't it?
1: If I get a good, if I can get some good glass on top of the, the AR and I can run that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not only could I take down bigger game like deer or something like that, uh, but also anybody that's coming to party without my permission. So.
0: (laughs) All right. Well said. Yeah, I was curious about that. Now, let me ask you this regard with regard to the aforementioned apocalypse that you are in that now you've selected three weapons to take, three firearms specifically to take with you. In your I guess not in your experience, because thankfully none of us have experienced the uh, the apocalypse yet. However, in your opinion, based on what you've gone through to be an Eagle Scout, you know, your experience with being out Uh, And, uh, you know, doing things that you guys do with camping, you know, not so much survival stuff, but, you know, you have far more experience than the average person will with this. Mm -hmm. What do you think are the most overlooked survival items that a person can have easy access to that they're overlooking?
1: Uh, I mean, simple things is like a knife, having a knife on you majority of the time, or at least in a place where you could reach it. Uh, It's not hard for you to throw a knife in your glove box um, and then you have it in there. Uh, They make survival kits that come with matches, um, knives, emergency blankets, stuff like that, that you can pick up for 20, 30 bucks, toss in the back of your car. Uh, And that's the biggest thing. I don't don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, most people don't even make it to the, you know, you have three days without water, three weeks without food. Most people don't make it that long. Um, the elements is what gets them before anything else, just because people aren't prepared for it. So having simple things as an emergency blanket, um, I'm not saying you need to carry around a bug out bag with you, but like, if you know, you're traveling a long distance in a car, you should have an emergency kit with you to at least survive overnight with something, uh, you know, batteries being dead, things like that. You don't need to go anything crazy. Even if you just have like an old blanket that you want to toss in the back of your car, it's better than nothing so i would say that uh, having a knife and having just some form of just emergency kit that you could throw in your car would be the easiest thing that you could do and not overlook
0: okay uh Like, what about footwear, too, because you see a lot of people who are, um, you know, traveling around in flip flops. And uh, even after getting into a uh, moderate car crash and stepping on glass while their footwear has flown off. And if this is the apocalypse with, you know, satellites crashing and the people, uh, the return of the living dead and, you know, people being eaten, broken glass all over the place uh being able to walk like or yours truly who rolls his anchor ankle when he looks at you know a a pebble sitting in the middle of the road and i just happen to fall over because that's what happens when you get older when you're me i guess it's happened twice in less than a month i'm not very happy with myself right now i've got weak ankles um what do you no. what, what about that what about footwear like should you always <laughs> travel with boots in the car like it's not even a joke like should you have decent boots to go you know like if you were think about it, if you're going to a hike off trail is that something that someone should consider
1: so it's funny you say that because I am the person that wears flip-flops outside of work every single day here's the fucking uh, everywhere uh, I go well, he's doing it everywhere right. I go uh Uh, yes from a do as i say not as i do thing uh you should always have just like a pair of good shoes in your car okay Um, if you run to goodwill and pick up a pair for five dollars in your size toss them in the back of your car um problem solved but realistically any type of shoe that you wear as long as you keep them dry you'll be okay obviously if you're caught in like a torrential downpour not much you can do there but you're boots most likely aren't going to be doing anything either so just having a good pair of tennis shoes would be smart yes um but in regards to like the flip-flop thing uh i don't know if you've ever seen the show dual survival um but one of the guys there anytime they were in a situation he would either go barefoot or would have like jesus sandals every time no matter where they were no matter weather conditions nothing he was either in barefoot or like standard Jesus sandals. Really? Yep.
0: What was the point of that?
1: To show how he could survive uh, or how somebody else could survive in that situation that you were given, you know, you have flip-flops on, it's still doable. And that's the biggest thing is don't give out on hope. I mean, if you, you know, give up right away, there's no sense in trying anymore. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. If you give up, those things aren't going to be doing anything for you. So.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Does anybody have any questions uh, regarding the topics that we've covered? Because we're going to be going into something that I know that our listeners absolutely can't wait to get into.
2: I do have a question in regards to like 3D printing. Are you taking any requests for certain items? And um, would you, you know, give pricing if somebody was interested, say they wanted something printed?
1: If somebody wanted something printed, I'd be more than glad to look into it and like try to get them something uh the biggest thing is is i'm not going to be doing any 3d printed uh firearms or firearm accessories too many loopholes there that people are starting to crack down on that and just not going with it even though it's entirely legal i don't have a good enough lawyer to do that but i mean Uh if somebody's interested uh, i can give uh, jay an email that if people want there's also plenty of other uh companies out there that have 3d printing farms that you can send them a request and for very little money they will 3d print you something okay um so there are plenty of options out there also if you ever go to a university uh of any type most of them have maker studios now where you typically will get free 3d printing uh from the university so cool
0: I don't blame you for not taking any requests for firearms because there's too many goddamn glowies out there just looking to throw somebody in jail. If you're going to do well, anything I, I, well, I mean, like I know. Angel, I know you're trying to get no, the no, guy no, 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 in trouble. I didn't here. mean
2: firearms. I just meant like, you know, he said he, he 3D printed the, the violin and he put it together. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know, maybe he takes requests for stuff like that. Everybody's
1: just going to ask for a penis that they want 3D printed. <laughs> it's the internet. You've you've opened up. It's just going to be nothing but. Nodding you
0: know, it's true then.
1: Yep. No, it's true. 100%. <laughs> hey, I want. I was just, a...
0: I was,
3: was going to yeah. say earlier, since we're talking, since somebody else mentioned penis, I, I feel like I have to mention this now, but. Oh, was know, that I a I'll... no no word? Are we not allowed <laughs> to mention penis no, no, on the no, podcast? No, no, no. no. no you,
2: you can say whatever you want.
0: <laughs> Usually it's cops. I, I feel
3: like something else that you should carry along in, in your survival kit would be an ample supply of liquor and dildos and because <laughs> yeah. you never know when you're gonna run and do a good time yeah. yeah yeah you never know those traveling orgies <laughs> right you know you just might get cool. lucky and get swept up in one and like, hey i got i got liquor lube and dildos in the back
2: of my car guys let's get going oh uh- <laughs> yeah i did watch on a, a survival show once i just have one other comment where um You know, he showed if you're stuck on the side of the road, things that you could use in your car, Um, like how you can tear apart the upholstery, you can use some things for kindling, um, you know, the and like he broke it down, like to where eventually you'd have to abandon your vehicle and like walk.
1: (laughs) We are dealing with some children here. (laughs) Yeah, he made me do it.
0: He's
2: laughing too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So it was very interesting. So like yeah. you know, he used. I I can't remember the name of the show. So it's probably a bad. You if know. If you just reference.
1: look up any survival tips, there are generally some interesting people that are out there that have come up with creative things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you were saying. I mean, anything in your car. If you're really in a situation where, you know, it's either your life or, you know, you don't think anybody's going to come rescue you within a couple of days sure start tearing your car apart Mm -hmm. if you know anything about electricity or anything like that you can start a fire with the battery no problem Mm -hmm. yeah jumper cables done jumper cables with some of the inside filling of your car seat it'll light up instantly yeah so
0: yeah you know, then you and I talked also about I mean I know that we talked about firearms mm-hmm. but something that I would like to get into this winter is archery because mm-hmm. it's quiet Arch- you, it's fun. you know, yeah I mean that's what everybody's fun. telling me you know what I mean and you know I think that that's quite an awesome skill to have because if you want to keep it quiet it doesn't get any quieter than that you know what I oh, mean Oh yeah
1: I mean unless you got like the, the sneaking up skills and you can just sneak up with a knife Sir, I am
0: a large man. There's absolutely no sneaking up on. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like an yeah. ogre marching your way. I mean, that's archery
1: just, is awesome. Archery is one of those things that it's really fun. I mean, I'm no, you know, Robin Hood, but I've I've had a fair share of shooting at some targets. I think learning the archery is one thing, and learning how to hunt, doing archery is a completely other beast. But oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think sure. that would be that'd be a good time. Absolutely. You just become vigilantes
0: uh i i don't disagree with that i don't know if we'd be able to get an insurance policy to back us but if we could i would be in definitely. i'm
1: sure we can find some shady italian that'll sell us one
0: <laughs> no uh <laughs> shady <Bobby>. italian <laughs>
3: Sign, sign on the dotted line. A
0: Show <laughs> me bag of donuts. Show something. <laughs> I hear you guys are looking for an insurance
1: policy. Yeah, but what if your, you know, your paper factory burns down? Yeah, wait, it wait, could wait. happen.
0: In the event that that does happen, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, you know, of uh, uh, Tony the tubo
1: Lighting a Molotov cocktail under the desk. Don't don't
3: mind the marinara stain on the contract.
0: (laughs) That's when you know it's authentic. Yeah, yeah,
3: authentic Italiano insurance scam. So it turns (laughs) out he just works
0: at the
1: Olive Garden. (laughs) Oh man, don't disrespect the Olive Garden. Hey, the Olive Garden's great when you're there, your family. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I just think it's very funny that for the longest time they were running campaigns where they were saying all their chefs were trained in Naples and they were showing videos of them training there. Yeah, I remember that. Out, yeah, it turns out that never happened, and people were like, "You realize this is illegal, right?" And Olive Garden's like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, fine. we sent them to Rockchester, Naples, Rockchester. It's basically the same thing, right?" No, it turns out like once a year,
1: like franchise owners get sent there, and all they do is they sit there and watch a head chef cook them a meal.
0: I'm, I'm, you know, pasta's pasta. I mean, you know, and, and as far yes. as, you know, the gabagool and all that, you're not getting that there. You're not getting the good shit. Oh, yeah. um, no, gabagool. no gabagool, capicola, whatever. No, it's gabagool, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, time for one of the best uh, segments of the show. It is quiz time. Oh no. A selection of 10 questions where there is a multiple choice and we tally the scores yes. at the end A pair of assless chaps is on the line, but guess what? That one has already been won, even though the race ain't over yet. (laughs) Um, You can go and try to find Christ for years. Those assless chaps will be waiting for you. I will be at the funeral home with the assless chaps. If they put him in a box, like if I'm like 90 and the kid is like 86, I'm throwing the assless chaps on him in the box. Like I will live long enough. I hope maybe not Who knows tomorrow's a new day, Mm -hmm. but, um, the they go on. to open.
1: They to problem. open
3: the casket, and you got him belly down in the fucking casket with his fucking
1: beard <laughs> cheeks. What are you doing? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> problem with that. What if he like finds Jesus and comes back as a nudist?
0: He's putting on the pants, like or the chaps, <laughs> like I mean. Right. I don't know. That's not a question, Kennedy. like cover pass. the dick and balls, Exposed <laughs> butt cheeks. That's all we're looking for. <laughs>
1: Maybe I Just should switch to those, dude. I get sweaty down there sometimes.
0: Well, you know, it's natural air conditioning. You know, that's exactly. uh, you know, that's it's good. All right, I
1: might 3D print a gaming chair that's got an now AC unit in it. They have them out there, but that's way too expensive for me. I might look into doing it myself. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future.
0: Future project. All right. Quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start with question one. Question one, and we'll start with Angel as usual, because she's the boss. Uh, number one, uh, the question is: Thanatophobia is the fear of what? Is it A, drowning? B, death? C, snakes? Not sea snakes, just C, the letter C in snakes? Or D, the fear of flying? Angel, what is your choice? I want to say D. Angel is going with the fear of flying. Christopher, your guess, please.
3: What are the choices again?
0: Uh, A, drowning, B, death, so death in general, just dying, death, uh, C, snakes, and D, flying. I'm going to go with C, snakes. Okay. Christopher's going with C. Kennedy, you're rounding it out.
1: What was the, uh, the phobia again? Th- Thanaphobia?
0: Thanatophobia. I hope I'm pronouncing it Thanatophobia.
1: correct. Thanatophobia. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say A. You're going to go with Drowning. Only because thasophobia is the fear of underwater. Ooh, that sounds close enough.
0: Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a perfect round. It is an absolute zero. Nobody got that one right. <laughs> the answer is B. It is the fear of death, death in general. Uh, Angel, you better not be looking up answers over there because I see you looking down. No, she, she is no, a I fucking cheater. No, Did it's you leave your
1: work. notes on the desk?
2: It's for work. Sorry.
0: Okay, number uh-huh. two. Number two, this is a quote, ladies and gentlemen, quote, man will never be free until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. Man will never be free until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. I mean, if I would love to get that tattooed on me, but, you know, that's a lot of room and I'm not so sure. So the, uh, the, the selection is a was it a Mikhail Bakunin, the famous anarchist B, Edward Abbey C edmund burke or d dennis didera angel
2: um d
0: angels going <laughs> with no glue angels going with denny he's french so it'd be denny uh christopher your guess please see christopher's going with edmund burke and kennedy
1: i'm gonna choice. go with b i have no idea who either of those four you're gonna go are, though
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is something as, as wild as happened. Angel is in the lead. She got that one uh, right with Denny uh, uh, Derrida. Okay. Nice job, Angel. Keep it up. Thanks. I still think you're cheating by looking no, down, I'm, but that's fine. I'm not. I'm,
3: I'm <laughs> convinced she's cheating. That's a fluke. Yeah, that's never happened.
1: <laughs> I, I've, I've been informed you're notorious. Get, for you're that the only least. one getting the
3: right answer.
2: I, each time I look down after I answered the question. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're just looking uh, at the questions ahead of time. Uh, did you take a look at the
0: document? Please? No, okay. I
2: don't even know where they are.
0: Okay, number three. Which New England state tried to make it illegal to add tomatoes to clam chowder? That's right. They tried to make it illegal. That should be. What, <laughs> was it A, the state of Maine, B, Massachusetts, also known as Massachusetts, C, New Hampshire, or D, Rhode Island?
2: I'm going to say Maine.
0: Angel's going to go with Maine. Okay. Christopher. I'm going to go with Rhode Island.
1: Christopher's going to go with Rhode Island. And Kennedy, your choice. Please. I'm going with New Hampshire just because it's got the word new in it. and New England clam chowders, basically, you know. Well,
0: ladies and gentlemen, Angel has opened up a substantial lead. She's up two to nothing. She got that one right as well. It was the state of Maine that tried to make it illegal to add tomatoes to clam chowder. I've never had um, Manhattan clam chowder because that's what the reference is for because one's red and one isn't. Okay. I I do New England clam chowder. I I
1: think it's delicious. Um,
2: I've never even eaten clam chowder. It's good.
1: good Clam chowder is delicious. Campbell's makes a really good one if you want to go cheap. Uh, but other than that, don't order it at any restaurant that's landlocked. Okay. That's a fair choice. <laughs> I mean, all, all the salt in that can of soup yeah. will eat yeah. clams just There's fine. There's a good
3: chance it might give you diarrhea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, if you're hitting up the red lobster, don't worry about the clam chowder there. No, just the stick, with the, the, yeah.
0: stick, stick with the biscuits. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Those are good. All right. Question number four. Number four, ladies and gentlemen. Which country was used primarily for the backdrop in the film *The Martian*? So there was a book, and that was turned into a film. I had mm-hmm. Matt Damon in it, *The Martian*. Good movie.
2: I didn't see the movie. I read so. the book.
0: I didn't read. I didn't watch the movie. Fantastic. Um, I watched the movie. Movie. the movie. Didn't read the book. Okay, I'm good. Right with you balance. An angel I had. About, I
1: got about a chapter in and realized it's nowhere near as entertaining as watching get blown up in the potato field. That Great. grew, yeah, with his own feces. Okay. Yes.
0: And it's in the book. He uses real science. The author does not, Matt Damon. He doesn't know anything about science. He's an actor. Damon. <laughs> Was it A, Jordan, B, Syria, C, Turkey, or D, Saudi Arabia? Angel, your choice, please.
2: Uh, hmm. I, hmm. D.
0: Angel is going to go with (laughs) Saudi Arabia. Christopher, your choice, please. I'm going to go with Saudi Arabia as well. Christopher's going with Saudi Arabia. Kennedy, you're rounding it out. Going with Turkey. You're going with Turkey. Yeah. Sounds right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another perfect round. That was a big zero. The answer was Jordan, where they also filmed the last crusade, the Indiana Jones film with Sean Connery, who has departed this earth Uh, big loss big loss there, Uh, not only for this quiz, but also for humanity, because he was the real James Bond. Um, Number five, ladies and gentlemen, number five in which of the following states, is it illegal to have a sheep in the cab of your truck without a chaperone read that again Paul. I hope you're taking notes. In which of the following states is it illegal to have a sheep in the ba- in the cab of your truck without a chaperone? Is it A. Wyoming, B. Texas, C. Indiana, or D. Montana? Angel,
2: I'm gonna say Indiana. That sounds like something that would happen there.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, Christopher, your go, guess. I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna go with Montana. Uh, Montana, my, my, them famous Montana sheep chaperones, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Kennedy, what's your choice? Was Wyoming an answer? Wyoming is one of the choices. Wyoming it is then Wyoming. It is ladies and gentlemen, Christopher is on the board. He got that okay. one, right?
3: All right. Montana.
0: It is famously named after Antonio Montana, a uh, Cuban American immigrant who is known for a famous cocaine operation. Um, <laughs> In filmia. Number six. Montania. This sheep is a good chaperone. one. That's gonna
3: be sheep chaperone's gonna be stuck in my fucking head all night now. You
0: you know exactly what I was thinking. You know sheep you know exactly what are you doing with that sheep in the caviar truck over there, huh? Yeah, you, yeah what are you doing? Yeah, Does you, a
3: sheep you over, you, you over there fucking that sheep you pervert?
2: <laughs> Does a sheep thought count as a this guy isn't a sheep so. chaperone, he's a sheep fucker. <laughs>
3: Lock him up.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Number six. No, Angel, the dog does not count. The okay. dog the dog is not the chaperone. The dog is an employee of the chaperone.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, number six. There's going to be two of these. This is the first of two. Which of the following is a federal crime? These are great because I've got so many to pull from. You guys, I mean, it's a tough one. Oh, man. This is a tough one, ladies and gentlemen. Number six. Which of the following is a federal crime? A using baby wipes in a National Park toilet, B, threatening to melt down the Liberty Bell, C, using a firearm to defend yourself against a juvenile alligator, (laughs) or D, selling onion rings made of diced onions without disclosing it. Uh, Angel? uh, (laughs) Told you this would be a uh, tough one. I'm going to do the
2: last one, D. Angel's going to go with
0: D, the onion rings. Christopher? I'm going to go with A. Christopher is gonna go with A, that is using baby wipes in a National Park toilet. Kennedy, your choice, please. You got a zero, Kennedy. This is I realize. Yes, this is no good. No
1: good. I'm gonna say the Philly one or the the Liberty Bell, just because Philadelphians are crazy and that's like the only claim to fame they have. Other than like the Philly cheesesteak. So they gotta protect what they have with federal enforcement. I I I like where where you're going with that.
0: Unfortunately, I cannot award you with the right answer here. Uh, The the correct answer, I can't believe Angel got it right, is selling onion rings made of diced onions without disclosing it. And that is uh, uh, number 21 U.S. Code, Section 333.
2: That is a real federal (laughs) law. Wow.
0: Who sued McDonald's over that one? They don't even make onion rings. I think it'd be Burger King. They
1: used to make uh, onion nuggets, though. Fun I, fact for I you. never had those. Yeah, so they came out with them after the McNugget because the McNugget caused the national uh, chicken shortage. And so they had to come up with something quickly. So they diced up some onions, dipped <laughs> it in some batter, and tossed it in the fryer. Like, we're out of chicken. What are we going to use? Yeah. Onions. Onions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's great. That's, hey, fun fact on the You Guys in that podcast. You didn't know that. Now you do. Question number seven. Number seven. What is the net worth of the famous award-winning Nobel Peace Prize Barack Hussein Obama? What is the net worth of the former president? Is it a fifty seven million dollars, not pesos. B one hundred and forty seven million dollars, C forty million dollars or D eleven million dollars. Angel, your choice.
2: Please. I'm gonna say a.
0: Angel's going with the big five seven five seven. Fifty-seven million, Christopher. What's your guess? B. Christopher is going with B. That is one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. Kennedy looking to get on the board here, ladies and
1: gentlemen. I'm going with eleven mil. There's no way he's worth more than that.
0: Is going with eleven million dollars, ladies and gentlemen. We have yet another perfect round. Unfortunately, the answer is C. Forty million dollars and he's so concerned with the rising of the oceans that he bought a house in Martha's vineyard uh right by the ocean oh, so yeah the nice. big big concern big concern he probably How did he shot, make all that money? Uh defending the constitution i'm sure. Um, you no, know,
1: you only get 400k a year for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no I, i'm aware. I think he got a huge in, advance insider
1: trading. That has to be all of his wife's money from like it, you know stopping good school lunches and stuff like that. Yeah, There's it, no way he earned all that. They paid, they
0: paid her 39 million. We're gonna force the kids to eat salad. Okay. Yeah, right. We're gonna take away pizza. I mean, I know, guess net worth is what you own. So. Um number nine. Yeah, this is the question two of two for federal crimes. Which of the following is a federal crime? This is gonna be a difficult one, ladies and gentlemen. Paul B from B Town. I hope you're ready for this one. No cheating is it a selling raw honey with the intent to profit for more than 75 dollars in a single day b possessing bear fat acquired in denali national park c using live groundhogs as bait for alligators in the everglades national park d distributing an app for preventing pregnancy without telling people the hardware and system requirements angel your guess please
2: Ooh, that's i mean it could be a couple of different ones there i'm gonna say a
0: Angel's going with selling raw honey with the intent to profit for more than $75 in a day. Christopher, your, your guess, please. B. Christopher is going with B, which is possessing bear
1: fat acquired at Denali National Park. Okay. Kennedy, you're rounding it out. I'm going with D, the pregnancy. It was a red herring. Any app should have to disclose <laughs> it, I would hope. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe that Kennedy is
0: on the board now? Yay. Let's go, there. baby! Woo! One for one for one for nine it's right higher. now.
2: <laughs> uh, that is
0: distributing an app for preventing pregnancy without telling people the hardware and system requirements. That is number twenty-one U.S. Code section subsection three fifty-two F, subsection three 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 and twenty-one. So yeah, that's a real law. That's your government at work. Number ten. Rounding it out, the end of quiz time this week, ladies and gentlemen, with a quote. It's an excellent quote. Paul, I expect you to get this one right. And I know he's listening because he's one of our hardcore fans. Number 10, quote, is: it is time for the human race to enter the solar system. It is time for the human race to enter the solar system. <laughs> That's a real quote. Your job is to figure out who said it. Is it A, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the famous communist from the Bronx? B, Dan Quayle, the former vice president of the United States? C, Al Gore, another famous uh, president of the United States who invented the internet, which we use right now? (laughs) Or D, James Jimmy Carter, a peanut farmer from... Georgia, who became president of the United States after Gerald Ford. Angel, your guess, please.
2: Uh, I am I have to go with Man Bear Pig. I'm going to have to pick C.
0: You're going to go with Albert Gore,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who flies a Learjet everywhere and tells me to ride a bicycle. I will do yeah. no such.
1: dude. We're supposed to be underwater by now. Calm down.
0: The Hockey Stick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, an
0: inconvenient movie. Um, Christopher, your guess. I'm
3: going to go with Dan Quayle.
0: Christopher is going with Dan Quayle, who... um. Was George H.W. Bush's vice president. I actually saw the man at a McDonald's while I was sitting at a McDonald's on our trip to Dearborn, Michigan. Like, I think I was in fifth grade. Hmm. We went to to the Henry Ford Museum up in Dearborn, Michigan. And um, the vice president of the United States uh, drove past us in a motorcade and everybody was waving at him. And um, I couldn't wave because I had one hand filled with a... uh, um, a sausage, egg, McMuffin, and my other hand literally was holding a hash brown, showing you what my um, priorities were. And the vice president, of <laughs> oh, well, well, I mean, honestly,
1: that. that's just like pure American heart tr- or like pure American right there. Like,
0: yeah, that is uh, just McDonald's breakfast, even if no, just great.
1: not waving to the commander like in fighting. chief because you're eating McDonald's. The VP, I'm eating breakfast. Or yeah, yeah. BP, yeah.
0: Bitch. <laughs> Kennedy, what is your guess on this one?
1: I'm gonna go with AOC. You're gonna go with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, yeah. She wants to help out with her, you know, grandmother. So
0: yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's um. uh, Unfortunately for you though, that is not the right answer. Dan Quayle. Christopher got that one.
3: I, did, um, I I I had a, I I just I had a sneaking suspicion it was Dan Quayle cuz he had like a reputation for saying like airheaded shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like that's why I So why it didn't you go with AOC? Cuz that was the obvious. That one was the red herring. <laughs> ah,
1: there the we movie. go.
2: I agree. That's why I didn't pick it. Man, I she's a
3: wondering. dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. She
2: cries a lot apparently. She cries yes. all the time with like a
1: nice rack
2: decisions being made
1: she she cried. I don't know why people are in love with her. I don't think she's that good looking. I didn't say she was good looking. I said she had a
3: nice rack. Those can be
1: mutually exclusive. <laughs> well, you know they, they that can be. She thinks that if you invite her to a uh debate that that's sexual harassment. Correct.
3: So, oh. Or catcalling. cat Catcalling. Cat calling. Cat yep. yep. My apologies. Ben uh,
1: Shapiro invited her to a uh to a debate and nope. it was he was told that that was catcalling
0: yeah that's exactly right that's that actually happened so um yeah uh, how dare you
3: attempt to intellectually challenge me that's sexist
0: (laughs) exactly just to give you guys a taste of how uh stupid the former vice president dan quayle is i'm going to read off a few of these for you it was really hard to pick a winner i want you to understand
1: how oh you You have like a collection of them
0: i don't the man did um i'm just going to (laughs) recite them Uh, uh these are all quotes ladies and gentlemen I love California. I practically grew up in Phoenix. (laughs) The future will be better tomorrow. (laughs) What a terrible thing to have lost one's mind or not to have a mind at all. How true that is. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the savior for whose kingdom it stands. One savior crucified, risen and coming again with life and liberty for all those who believe the rest of you, including me. Fuck you. Hmm. It is time for the human race to enter the solar system. It is a pollution that's harming the environment. It's the impurities in our air and water that are doing it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I agree.
0: It's wonderful to be here in the great state of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you read that right. Um, well, it, you know, New York's a country, so I guess we did establish that. Uh, it's a question of whether we're going to go forward into the future or past to the back. <laughs>
2: can you can you repeat that
0: i'll be glad to it it's a question of whether we're going to go forward into the future or past to the back that's what he said <laughs> this is the, the you're gonna like this one for all of you people who love geography and i know we've got tons of people listening to the show that love geography uh hawaii has always been a very pivotal role in the pacific it is in the pacific It is a part of the United States that is an island that is right there. (laughs) He said that. We will move forward. We will move upward. And yes, we will move onward. How inspiring. Um, This is another good one. This is great. This one, I, I almost selected this one, but I thought it'd be a little too obvious. Okay. If you give a person a fish, they'll fish for a day. (laughs) <laughs> but if you train a person to fish, they'll fish for a lifetime. <laughs> the Jesus Christ of the twentieth century, Mr. Dan Quayle. Uh there's more. The Holocaust was an obscene period in our nation's history. I mean in this century's history. But we all lived in this century. I didn't I didn't live in this century.
2: <laughs> he said that.
0: I'm gonna try to say it without laughing. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> think about dead kittens and maggots. All right, here we go. The Holocaust was an obscene period in our nation's history. I mean, in this century's history, but we all lived in in this century. I didn't live in this century.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know that meteor that took out the uh, dinosaurs? That was really the worst part about this eon, and we all lived in this eon. Correct. It gets
0: worse. It's rural America. It's where I came from. We always refer to ourselves as real America rural america real america real real america yeah yeah that's that's inspiring
2: um saying something three times doesn't define it better
0: real real (laughs) this gets really good here people that are really very weird can get into sensitive positions that have a tremendous impact on history Thank you, Dan. (laughs) That was great. There's another one. I have made good judgments in the past. I have made good judgments in the future. He's a time traveler, I guess. (laughs) One word. Listen carefully. One word sums up probably the responsibility of any vice president. And that one word is to be prepared. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, this is great. He goes. <laughs> this, he Don't goes, they have writers for these people for this exact uh, reason? Dan's yeah, like, look, I got a B plus in English Lit. You let me. Got to let me have He's this.
2: He's on one. another level. They probably oh, made yeah. ghost writers after that, um, after
1: that. Is this Joe Biden? Like, is this who? No,
0: is Joe, in his skin suit No, Joe did not have dementia at the time. He was uh, busy um, protecting the interests of the people back in the Senate in these days. Um, here we go. If we do not succeed, if we do not succeed, we do run the risk of failure. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) Okay. I got to think about dead kittens and maggots again. Unfortunately, the people of Louisiana are not racists.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, the people of Louisiana are not racists. Wow. Hey, I want to say thank you to all the Louisiana viewers. You guys not being racist. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for that. How about this one? Votes are like trees. If you are trying to build
0: a forest, if you have more trees than you have forests, then at that point, the pollsters will probably say you will win. I don't know what to do with that one. That one is brilliant. Um, all right. Um, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> Republicans understand the importance of bondage between a mother and a child. Listen, Dan, what people do behind closed doors is none of your business. That's not very nice. I I'll read it again. Republicans understand the importance of bondage between a mother and a child.
2: Of course they do.
0: He's okay. reaching out to the Alabama viewers again. I yeah. guess we are ready for any unforeseen event that may or may not occur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the election. Quite a broad
3: spectrum there.
0: it's <laughs> doing Welcome to. Welcome. This is a quote. Welcome to President Bush, Mrs. Bush, and my fellow astronauts. Anybody remember when Dan Quayle went to space? <laughs>
2: no.
1: My fellow astronauts. Yes. Yes. Hey, he's trying to get the Earth into the solar system. So. <laughs> yeah. We got <laughs> right. to get. Right.
3: It is yeah. time for the human it race. Is time to, enter
1: to get their yep. solar system.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, this is a good one, and I'll end uh, the Dan Quayle segment really quickly with this guy. This is great. Okay? This is pure logic. I don't know if you guys are into that sort of thing, but the former vice president's one of the most logical people who ever hear speak. When I have been asked during the last weeks who caused the riots and the killing in LA, my answer has been direct and simple. Who is to blame for the riots? The rioters are to blame who's to blame for the killings. The killers are to blame. What a
2: novel concept. Thank
0: you very much, Mr. Vice President, for that amazing, amazing piece of logic and with that i'd like to uh say uh thank you to our guest kennedy for coming on uh, i know that you do twitch and stuff like that uh can you people you want to direct our listeners if they want to check out what you're doing yeah if you oh, just oh. check
1: out uh buster boo 99 just b-u-s-t-e-r on any social media platform you're bound to find me excellent um i try to catch that on almost any platform that comes out uh don't really have any schedules just do it at my own pace do it for fun um i also have a podcast that i'm working on that we talk about uh nerdy topics i um, going to be doing a segment on 3d printing over there as well uh that is the nerd address and you should be able to find that on most podcast platforms so
0: excellent well we appreciate you coming on does anybody have anything that they would like to ask or add before we close up the shop and say hi to our sponsors
2: I do not know. Just thank you for coming on, Kennedy. It was a real yeah, no uh, problem. I had a good time. Yeah, it was awesome. I hope you come back.
0: Yeah, you're, you're more than welcome to come back and chat with us again. Um, Christopher, about you. Are you good? Yep, I'm good. All right. Big show coming up. Uh, those of you that, uh, that have been listening for a while, there's a big punk rock show coming up uh, where yours truly uh, will be at uh, October 29th uh, at Vortex. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to see uh, Christopher and, and, and the band get together up there hopefully it's a costume party I'm really looking forward to that um, quick shout out to our sponsor iPaint Akron it is Northeast Ohio art parties where all accidents are happy accidents also to Ray Faba who is a fine artist and does fine art and design from the Great Lakes and to Team Mandalore who keeps cycling weird please check out our sponsors the links are on our page useguyspod.com but ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen the time has come to discuss something very important extremely important i know that the weather is heated up again here in northeast ohio speaking of al gore a bit of a heat wave we'll get a little hot a little native american summer and when that happens sweat happens when sweat happens stink happens and if you're looking for that special someone to put your bodily appendages into theirs mouths assholes whatever vaginas don't do it with a dirty with the. Don't do it with a dirty finger. Don't do it with a dirty body. Just the other day, I was just supplied by Todd with cedar flavored soap, and it smelled so good. The fragrance has taken over my shower. It has taken over my skin from his precious gay hands to my asshole and to my genitals. I am clean. I have become clean again. Thanks to Todd and his gay soap. I want you guys to smell good. My goal is to get this audience smelling fresh and clean for that special someone or someones. Or maybe you're by yourself and you live by yourself. There's no need to jerk off with a smelly dick. Jerk off with a clean dick. Jerk off with a fine-smelling dick with Todd's gay soap. Because. Soap for that. Indeed, it is soap for that ass. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to patronize our patrons, um, our sponsors. Uh, They're wonderful people, and the soap is great for your asshole. It kills the Delta variant if it got into your ass from tainted toilet paper. This soap will defeat not only Swamp Ass, but the Delta variant if it's inside of your asshole. Don't overlook it. Stay clean. Stay sharp. Stay focused. Stay fresh smelling with Todd's Gay Soap.
2: From Akron Apothecary, akronapothecary.com.
0: He won't change the name. I'm, I've even <laughs> talked to his husband about it, and he agrees that it sounds better. So there's that for you. I have. I ha- I'm on the winning team here. I'm gonna win this argument. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. UseGuysPod.com at UseGuysPod across all of the platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and um, give us a good rating on iTunes because that's where um, Apple Podcasts, we broadcast there, but also through Podbean. Uh, Subscribe, share, and uh, enjoy if you got anything. uh, Oh, uh, shout out to – I almost forgot. I almost forgot to read these. Can you believe it? I asked the audience to put together. Uh, name oh, the nerf on the, the wall thing on the wall this is not the conclusion we've already gotten to Todd's gay soap but that's okay I am not going to skip over these because Elliot Kennedy Ray they took the time even Angel did um to put uh, notes down here okay so the question was this the question was if you could put anyone historical or otherwise against the wall and nerf them in Grand Theft Auto who would it be no reason needed to be given whatsoever so yours truly said Gavriela Princip, which takes care of just about everybody else's selection. Let's be honest. Um, Liam said Hitler. Okay. Now, Elliot had a broad list and he had to dial it down. He said Lincoln, Churchill, Hobbes, or Jean-Jacques Rousseau. He said final answer is Rousseau, so I don't have to argue with social contract theory enthusiasts, which I think is a great answer. That is a great answer. It's an excellent answer. Of course, Liam, Liam started out with Hitler stalin Mao, and gavrilo princip and woodrow wilson well all of those aren't a problem if you get rid of gavrilo Liam, how do you like that um chad wardo said genghis khan I'm a little bit i mean i know he killed 60 million people but i mean he is a pretty i, I don't know i, I think I, it's a strong choice okay, oh, my god goddamn mongorian uh kennedy our esteemed guest uh put down stalin And uh, Ray uh, Ray Faba uh, put down Andy Warhol again. No reason. I'm not going to ask why. (laughs) But Andy Warhol's got fine arts a scam. It's a money laundering scheme. (laughs) Um, and let's see, uh, Jaron, a friend of ours who's been listening for forever and a day, just like Elliot. uh, Whoever caused the Confederacy to lose the War of Independence, so probably Lincoln. So I'd like to thank our fans who reached out, answered the question. Uh, oh shit! Oh. The serial killer. What was his name? No, sleeping on the couch. Tell me, Angel doesn't have Facebook, but she said that she would like to put to the wall and nerf Louis Garavito. Mm-hmm. Is that because he's Italian, ma'am?
2: No, he's mm-hmm. Colombian.
0: Oh, my boy. Oh. That's wrong. <sighs> I mean, Colombia, Italy—they're kind of close. Like it's getting spicy in here. Not at all. No, that—that he- uh, that, <laughs> that, ma'am is racist
2: murdered like 400 children or some shit because he's a fucking, racist pedophile rapist serial killer he's what? a piece of shit oh
1: yeah can I change mine I'm on her boat now 300 kids yeah was he a Catholic priest no oh well he
0: definitely he...
2: Shit.
1: You... oh <laughs> I'm supposed. <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm just, I... yeah right I, you know mm-hmm. you're like I don't they're... think they kill them for you they don't kill them no no they don't it, it's nah. like a one-stop shop then and they don't
0: yeah you can't want to keep that in there Abuse somebody for yeah. the length of their adolescence that's
1: definitely not the teachings of um is this serial killer like going for like the adrenochrome or
2: nope he just like to lure like street kids um that's terrible and he would you know torture them and rape them and you know kill them eventually
0: well, Angel, I think mm-hmm. you—you uh, know—I well, I think yeah. that that's a wonderful I selection. I, I mean, yeah, that's—I don't think my answer of Gabriella Princip would have affected this person living. So I think that you, yeah, you, I you
1: think know. you got trumped on that one.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So promise kept. I got uh, we we read them off. The next time, please participate if you want to be read all o- your answer to be read off during the show. You will be pestered. and I we, we want an answer. We want you guys to have a a uh, a platform. Uh, to have your say. Uh, This is not a democracy. Uh, You don't have to participate. And uh, unlike democracy, what you have to say on this show does matter. Um, That's all I have. Once again, check us out across all platforms. Shout out to our sponsors, of course, The Gay Soap. Kennedy, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you guys very soon.
2: Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye.